Hi, this is podcast Thriving Life and my name is Sylvia. I'm inviting you for the episode 3, Invisible Enemy, how to recognize limiting beliefs. Before we move on to recognition of limiting beliefs, let's recap what you already know about them from the previous episode. Well, so far, we know that beliefs are our hard drive, the programs that we use to make daily choices. We know they're formed mainly when we were kids. We also know they are stored in our subconscious mind. And this is why our conscious mind can have a difficulty in identifying them. We also said that the science now proves that we run on these programs like on autopilot 95% of our decision-making time. In the last episode, I also gave you a tool thanks to which you can find out if a given belief that you have, that you're aware of, is limiting or empowering. So please share with me your feedback. But what if you struggle with the identification of, of your beliefs in general? What if you simply don't know what they are? Stay with me. You're in the right place. In this episode, we will dive deeper into our system of beliefs. We'll say why we give the topic so much attention. We also gonna address the question, what are the characteristics of beliefs, both empowering and limiting? How beliefs affect your goals and changes you want to introduce? We'll focus more on examples here. We'll also say, how to identify or recognize our beliefs, especially the limiting ones. And address the question, what happens if we ignore our limiting beliefs. By the end, you're also gonna be able to answer a very important question. How free is my free will? You'll also learn one method of getting to know what your beliefs are. This will help you to decide what you're keeping and what you're transforming into being more supportive for you. So let's start then. Why we give this topic, the topic of belief, so much attention? Well, to cut the long story short, to save time and energy. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna go back and forth and you're gonna end up being at square one. Imagine you're building a house. You focus on the decor of the floor. You choose the the colors, the lightning, but you completely ignore the foundations. It's not prepared well enough to carry your beautifully designed floor. You really don't have to be an expert or an architect to know that if the foundations is not is is not capable of sustaining the building, the rest of the building, your floor, well, 
actually the the walls and the ceiling will get will get cracks and eventually the whole house will collapse well the same rule applies to us if we don't identify our system of beliefs if we're not aware of it there is not too much point in setting conscious goals which I like this floor of your house Unless the consciously set goals are in line with your inner system, you will fail. You may even succeed at, at first, but after a while you'll meet the resistance. You're gonna lose motivation and finally you're gonna give up. Just like in the case of the house, it will all collapse. Self-development is about recognition, identification that requires patience. It requires your observation, your awareness. I mean, how can you transfer something if you're not even aware of its existence? There is no one magical remedy that will heal everybody within a glimpse of a moment. Yes, there is something like quantum leap that quantum physics explains, but it's not a good time to talk about it yet. I will touch on that later, um, but we'll definitely elaborate during the online course that I'm preparing for you. So I will keep you updated. So coming back to our house, the moment you want to speed things up, take a shortcut, this is the moment when you ignore your foundations. That's why before we we move any further, before you start making setting your goals and uh, find ways to achieve them, we really need to stop, stop, and build a solid foundations. Learn about your system. Get to know your little matrix that you built. Let's now look at the characteristics of beliefs, both empowering and limiting. So there are five major ones. They are never true. They may be close to the truth, but they never are. You will always see things through your filters of experience, of your culture, family background, and so on. Just like there are no, there are no two identical fingerprints, there are no two identical filters you understand now what it means to be the fact that we're so unique. The second characteristic of uh, beliefs is that they're invisible and they work in the background regardless if you want them or not. They are also part of your identity. We're not able to change them unless we give them our attention. Once we do that, we're able to start transforming them, but it will not happen on its own with age or with time. Another characteristic is that we want to defend them. <laughs> no matter how ridiculous uh, this may sound, um, this is exactly how we function. So what do we do? 
we not only act accordingly to them, but also look for the proof that we are right. So we're going to do anything, even sabotage our behavior, our goals, to, to only prove that we're right, even to ourselves. Have you ever heard about self-fulfilling prophecy or the law of attraction? You basically get what you expect to be given. We're not really interested in what, what the universal truth is. We look for the confirmation that our truth is the only one that is right. So let's say from a conscious mind, I want to earn more. I'm open to the possibilities of new source of income. But if my underlying belief is that I'm not worth of receiving more, of earning more, then guess what's going to happen? Even if you receive a great offer, you're going to miss deadlines, you're going to be postponing things, <laughs> yeah, procrastination, we know that. We basically will aim at sabotaging ourselves just to prove that we are right. We do not deserve more. It is worth to stop here to remind the mechanism behind the conscious and unconscious mind. Once we learn something as a child or repeat it enough times as an adult, our brain saves it. Why? To let us survive. Your mind is doing you a huge favor in memorizing all the patterns so you don't have to focus on them too much. I mean, imagine if you had to learn everything from scratch every single day. How to cross the street on the green light. How to drive a car, ride a bike, not to touch the hot oven. Not only that, your subconscious mind will also tell you who is good to talk to, hang out with, where to work and who to date. So last but not least, our beliefs choose our future. It doesn't matter what you want. What matters is what you believe you can have or what you believe you're capable of doing. And that's why a man who says he can and a man who says he can't are both right. Note, the beliefs are never true. They are invisible and always working for you. We want to defend them. They choose our future for us. So, if they are so hidden, work in the background, how do we know that they are there? How to notice, recognize our beliefs, especially the, the limiting ones? If I was to put it very short, I would say by being aware. You can recognize your beliefs by observation of your reality, your situation you're in, and understanding of the language of emotions. Let's take this scenario. You're looking for a new job. You send hundreds of CVs already. You had the uh, few interviews but 
nothing really happened. These are the facts. What happens next is the interpretation of these facts. And there are two ways you can follow here. One supporting you and one limiting you. If you had a supportive belief, for example, I can make it if I keep on trying, your reaction would be, okay, if I haven't succeeded yet, let me try a different approach. Maybe instead of sending my CV only, I will, for example, attach a short video to introduce myself. I've never tried it, so who knows, maybe this is going, going to work. Let me try this out. The, the, the emotions that follow in this situation, situation is I'm hopeful, I'm motivated, I'm curious, I'm determined. But let's look at the scenario if, if you have this limiting belief. Your reaction would be, oh, I sent so many CVs already. I even spoke to a few people and they never call me back. <sighs> I did so much and nobody wants me. Here the belief will be limiting, of course, and may sound like what a failure I am. Now guess what the emotions are? <clears throat> it's lack of motivation, hopelessness, anger, maybe mixed with sorrow, feeling of rejection, anxiety, or even, if it's very deep, depression. If you personally are choosing the second scenario, the background might be that when you were a child, your parents criticized you for many things. They were never happy with your achievements. When you got a good mark at school, they were comparing you to other classmates who got even better marks. They thought they were motivating you to try harder, be better, but in fact, you're getting a clear information that comparing yourself to others is normal and also that this lets you to what another believe that you coded that you're not good enough. What happens is that as an adult you repeat the memorized words of your parents to yourself now. You're still looking for a confirmation of the fact that you're not good enough. What is more, it leads you to a conclusion you'll never be as good as them. So why even try? There is no point. So coming back to our scenario, instead of treating lack of positive responses to your CVs that you sent as an invitation to a further action and trying out different approach, you just give up. The sad part is that you're still basing on something you heard and remembered as a child when you didn't have the self-mechanism and you couldn't refuse the, the information that were entering you. The parents just told you, so you believed. And you carried this burden with you, this underlying belief that you're worse, you're stupid, 
that you are not good enough until now. Note. The supportive beliefs are I am enough, I am visible, I am interesting, I am strong, I am of value, I am lovable, I am beautiful. And the limiting beliefs are I am not good enough, I am invisible, I am boring, I am weak, I am unimportant, I have no value, nobody loves me, I am ugly. The feelings that accompany empowering beliefs are motivation to action, creativity, curiosity, and the blocking ones are resentment, lack of motivation, feeling of rejection, anxiety, or even the depression out of many. Let's look at a different scenario now. Say you choose intimate relation as this is the area you're not fully happy with. In other words, you can't find a partner you want. Now, what you need to do is to look at the emotions that accompany you when you interact with those who you attract. We'll do that by looking at your self-talk. We'll be asking the question what does it mean to you? We'll soon talk about emotions in more detail as they're a great communicator, but for now we're not going we're not going to go that deep. For now let's just look at the moments when you get angry, frustrated during your interactions with let's say men, right? We're gonna say from the perspective of a woman. Let's say you send a message to the men you've been seeing but they are not replying you get frustrated let's have a look at your internal talk <laughs> let's break it down so he didn't reply what does that mean to me he didn't have a good time with me what does that mean to me um i'm boring what does that mean to me i'm not good enough what does that mean to me? I'm going to end up single forever. What does that mean? I'm not worth loving. Do you see it? It was just a message that was not responded to that revealed what you really think about yourself. How the re reality looks like? He didn't reply. Equals, I'm not worth being loved. You see, without breaking it down like this, you probably wouldn't notice this process in your head that is dragging you towards your hidden truth. I'm not lovable. The whole chain of thoughts occur, which you don't even notice unless you focus on that. But I have some good news. And the good news is that the moment you put your attention on these limiting beliefs, you weaken them, you, wake, you weaken their power already. Let's see how it feels and what the self-talk is when you have a belief that you're lovable, which would be supportive. Your reaction in the same scenario would probably be like this. Um, he didn't answer my message. 
Mm, well, he's either very busy or he's just not into me. Let's look at the self-talk. What does that mean to me that he didn't reply? Well, it's fine. Oh, how I go about it. I say it's fine because I wouldn't like to be a, with a person who doesn't want to be with me. The feeling of sadness or rejection may visit you for a moment, but it's normal. Remember, we have our ego. But you don't swim in this endlessly. It comes and leaves fast. You come back to the thought, no pasa nada, and you move on. Do you see the difference in the approach? Note. How to recognize the limiting beliefs? Simply look at your reality now. What is the area of your life that you're not fully happy with? Family, friends, career, money, health. These are the areas you would like to think about. If any of the spheres of your life needs improvement, it means there is some underlying belief that you're probably not even aware of and that is not in line with your conscious mind that verbalizes what you want. This is holding you back. You can identify it by listening to your emotions. Well, first thoughts, then reading the language of emotions which are revealed in your self-talk. So, what happens if you ignore your limiting beliefs? If we try to ignore our limiting beliefs, they will come out anyway. Remember? They are part of your identity. You may ignore all of that, but they are there and will either support you if they're in line with what you want or put you down if what you want doesn't match them. We think we have beliefs when in fact these are the beliefs that have us. We always act in, accor in accordance with what we believe in. If you go against your inner programming, your, your inner system will identify it as a wrong turn, just like GPS. This is because your subconscious mind leads you to what's known, familiar. It's not capable of assessing that against some final truths, but only against your truth, subjective truth, that you hold. I'm sure that by now you're able to answer this question. How free is your free will? Yes, you're right. The free will is as free as supportive your, your beliefs are. Other than that, it's captured by your own limitations. So, why do we cling to our beliefs, even those that block us from our success? Well, because it's easier this way. Facing the truth can be quite painful. For example, if you start realizing that deep inside you think nobody will love you or you can't make mistakes or you're not good enough or you're a failure, it may be very challenging.
behind every thought there is a belief. Let's move on now to the very simple tool uh, to help you identify your beliefs, both empowering and limiting. Simply say what you think. Finish the following sentences. I am. People are. And the world is. If what comes out is not (laughs) going to be obvious for you, if it's a limiting or empowering belief, go back to the tool from the previous episode. By asking yourself a few questions, you're going to understand what if they support you or they block you. At the end, I would like to tell you something. Yes, you. Who is listening to me right now? When you notice something you are not necessarily proud of, that is holding you back, no pasa nada. Actually, congratulations! Because you made the first step and a really, really important step. After observation of your choices and emotions, you'll be able to take the next step gradually transform this blocking belief into the one that serves you. It may not happen overnight, but it will happen when you take the action and work on your inner dialogue. Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Let's not be insane. Let's change the patterns that we're basing on so we can make new, better choices for us. As I record this podcast for you and myself too, I'd love to hear from you. Please drop me a message with your feedback and questions so this space can benefit you to the fullest. I also know that it may be challenging to do it on your own. The self-development, self-discovery may be challenging at first. And if if this is the case for you, I'm inviting you to a private one-to-one session with me. You'll find my details, my contact details, in the description of this episode. So... If you like this episode, you may want to follow my podcast as you're just getting started. And if you think someone you know and care about may benefit from it, share it so they can thrive in life. Thank you for your time and attention. Sylvia, 